Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando Live. Uh, it's 8.40 p.m. on the dot, July 24th. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, uh, a win for Orlando City, definitely uh, a win. I call it a Russian roulette because that's what it is. Penalty shootouts are Russian roulettes. You never know what's going to happen. The undeserved, um, the team that doesn't deserve to win may win. The team that deserves to win may do justice and win. The good thing about it is that Orlando uh, had a perfect penalty shootout with a phenomenal save by Pedro Galese. And uh, no one missed a penalty kick. So Orlando gets two points and it's on the top of the table for the League's Cup. And next we face Mexican powerhouse Santos Laguna. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, and are we, is Orlando all in on the League's Cup? You know, that's a big question because because of the lineup, uh, I would say they are, you know. And after talking to some of the players, I feel like they they have a feeling that they could win win this cup. So another piece of silver for Orlando City. So uh, John's with me. Uh, I want to say hello to Paola. Hope everything goes well with her. I know she'll be back next week. And I do want to announce uh, great news uh, for the Orlando City community. Uh, Facundo Torres, our, our El Cuervo, right? He's a new, new dad, you know? So congratulations to... Facundo and his wife um, for a baby girl. Her name is Juana Torres Peón. So I want to congratulate Facundo for the good news. Uh, it's going to change your life, my friend. I'm telling you right now. Te va a cambiar la vida, hermano. Si estás viendo, it's going to change your life. So uh, welcome uh, Juana Torres Peón and you know, a future, I don't know, maybe future pride player at some point, you know, maybe definitely Orlando City fan, you know, because of that. So um, excited for that. And we just want to congratulate. And also we saw the debut of Juninho with the first team at Leagues Cup. So John's with me. John, how are you, my friend? I'm good, buddy. Yeah. I mean, uh, kicked off the Leagues Cup, got a, you know, kind of a win. Can you call that a win? I don't really... I don't really know what you call, I call it. it a win. I call you it a win, win on penalties because they make you do penalties. Um, yeah, so we, we should have won regardless, but I yeah. feel like we should have had three points, not two points. You know, that's the only the only bummer. Um, and I will say this: it felt very cuppy. You know, at the stadium, it felt it felt very much like a a cup game day, uh, just all around. So. That was interesting to see. It was our first experience of this, right? We'd never seen oh, it yeah, before. Yeah, first, no first time in League's Cup. I'm interested to hear from you what it was like different from the press perspective. Like, I obviously got it from the fan perspective and what they did differently from an MLS game. But I was wondering from your perspective, you know, back of house, uh, whether it was different people, obviously, right? Like, what's the difference? Well, it was... Uh... Pretty much the same Orlando City Communications. Uh, I want to say hello to Lucas, to everybody there. So it's Jackie. Uh, they were running things, uh, but there was a someone from League's Cup supervising. They had their own press conference person, right? But it, it, it I, I second you when you hear when you say there was a cup game. 
it, it is like a mimic of the U.S. Open. I mean, and I, and I, obviously, it's a cupcake because it's a cupcake. But when we it, say it that, what we mean is the feeling in the stadium, right? Like and the low attendance, you know. The, well, the it was of, it was for, it was quite I mean, lethargic. For, it didn't. Yeah, for yeah, fourteen thousand like for really um, that into it. Yeah, fourteen thousand for a Sunday, and also a lot. I mean, there hasn't been. There's a, three things I think it's wrong. First. There's people that are not going to watch the League's Cup because they want to watch the U.S. women national team. They're playing against, they were playing against Vietnam. Also, people are going to watch Messi. They they do the, the same times, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, they screwed us on that. <laughs> I think they intentionally screwed us. Like, it, it was uh, it was all three games at the same times. I had my laptop with the uh, with one tab. It was uh, the U.S. women's. Another tab was messy just because I wanted to see what happened. And then in front, I had the stadium. So imagine if I was doing that, I, I guarantee you people that like Messi were, were doing the same thing. So I just think the League's Cup, didn't, they didn't take advantage of really pushing through what League's Cup means. I, I felt like they just put it on their website expecting for people to go and Find out, oh, this is what Leeds Cup is. Oh, you know, no, it doesn't work that way. So people thought, hey, it's a Friday night. Orlando's going to beat Houston. Come on, Houston. It's terrible. Right? And and I think that's probably what happened. You know, it did feel like a US Open Cup. They do had, they, they, they had um, each coach, kind of like US Open Cup, the same. They speak first. And then after that, you go to the mix zone, they call it, right? It's so it's uh right. So they the players are walking out of the locker room, and you gotta catch them. Hey, let me get yeah, yeah. But the good thing about communications is they 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 got the players so for you in a way like they'll say, hey, you want to talk to him? You want to talk to him? Some players just go go through, and you could talk to either both the Houston players and to Orlando City players. So. Uh, I mean, it was very organized. It was seamless because, you know, all the communications people from Orlando, they've used to the U.S. Open Cup. So it, it looked pretty much identical, to be honest with you. But again, um, th they're not running it per se. The club's not running it technically, right? So, but I just think they got to do more advertising. I mean, it's really, really not being really advertised very well. I don't know. I feel like the lead, the lead up, maybe I think, okay, here's the thing. Because we are in the soccer, you know, sales bubble that already exists in Orlando, right? We're popping up on all of the hits for this person likes soccer, so send ads at them. So I think for that reason, I've seen a lot of League's Cup ads, but maybe they're not reaching people who aren't already into soccer. You know what I mean? Or I don't think, I think a lot of average Orlando City fans don't know what it is. And then they're just sort of like, well, if it's not an MLS game, why am I going? Like the similar way they look at the uh, the Open Cup, right? They just kind of don't really understand what this tournament is or, you know, aren't that motivated to go watch something that they, they know what MLS is. They understand that that's a league that they follow. But when it's a new thing like this, unless you are really into it and you're someone who's following and you're a dedicated soccer fan and you understand what's happening... Your average fan is just like, what is the league stuff? I don't, they don't know. And not only that, they don't do, like I said, the leagues have not do any service to them. They just put it on their website and expect everything. They should. Uh, and also, I guarantee you, if Messi would have been in Houston, 
we would have been, we would have had all media in there, right? But they weren't. Fox, I guarantee you, Wash, I guarantee you, everyone was in Miami, right? With the Kardashians, with LeBron James, with Elton John. Kiss was needed too there at some point. But, you know, I feel like, you know, and, uh, you know, when they have the, in Fox 35, for example, when they do the little sports break, whatever, they could easily say, hey, by the way, guys, Leaks Cup this Friday. You know what the Leaks Cup is? All right, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, takes five, not even five minutes, right? But, you know, the casual fan that it's not really very informed like we are, that maybe wants to see it. Now they don't, they, 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 like, they had zero exposure, in my opinion. So I think they, that's one of the things. I think U.S. Open Cup have more exposure, you know? Uh, than 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 the league's cup, in my opinion. Well, John Garber doesn't even like the U.S. Open Cup. You know, I feel like the the U.S. Open Cup gets disrespected <laughs> a lot for the oldest soccer tournament. It's still running in this country. <clears throat> I think it's looked at as like sort of a you know lesser tournament, and I think that's a shame. I think it gives the the smaller teams a chance. So I think it should be respected and. The League's Cup, in some ways, seems like the league is pushing this to try and overtake the Open Cup and, and maybe even get rid of the Open Cup in the future. I don't know, but uh, no, it doesn't. It, I, I think it, I think it'll it's be a political a landscape that they have to figure out between MLS and U.S. Soccer and all this <laughs> other stuff. But League's Cup seems to be the thing that they're that the MLS is really putting their chips into. Right? They're they're pushing it hard. Um, but I have, I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea to make it better. I don't know, but you should copy and paste South America. So for example, in South America, you have Copa Libertadores, the top, the top three or four teams, they go to Copa Libertadores. The third, the fourth one does a playoff to get into Copa Libertadores. They play against fourth places play a do a playoff. But then there's a second cup called Copa Sudamericana, which is from four all the way down to eight or seven sometimes in some countries. They play that tournament. Why can you make if you have Conca champions and those are your your the best of the best of your region, have add the Costa Rican teams and the Guatemalan teams and the Haitian teams that are maybe not in the top four in your league, uh, add them into League's Cup and just do the League's Cup that way. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, why... Like like why like World Cup format. The like Canadian like teams, World Cup right? format. That yeah. MLS yeah, I think that'll I make know. it... I, think, I mean, it'll make it worth more... It'll make it worth something more than just bragging rights for mx or mls you know what i mean i think if it wasn't for the three champions league places i think a lot of the mls teams would be disinterested i think that's the main reason they're into it is because they just want they see it as an a another trophy that you know everybody wants one of those but b as a way into the champions league with those three spots it's it's easier than anything else to get into the Champions League, right? And Orlando has a... Unless you're going to go on an Open Cup run, it's easier than getting in through MLS. It's, you know, 
it, it arguably is the easiest way in. And Orlando has a huge opportunity. I, I mean, I've talked to all the players. They look locked in, dude. They're like, we know how to play small tournaments. This is not strange for us. We're going to give it all. Yeah, we want to win. Like, all of them, Facundo, Pedro, like, they look locked in. Ivan, everyone is, like, locked in. So, uh, let's read some comments here. JC Beast, I like combat ball format, but I think it works so well because we have a smaller group of countries to pick from. Yes, JC, but that's what I say that, you know, obviously, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're, 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 you're right, 100%. How, how can the islands bring their people, right? They should play their own tournament and then top, top two maybe make it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Well, I think things are going to change, like you were talking about, with potentially Copa Libertadores and <laughs> the League's Cup being a way into that, or I don't know, they're potentially inviting MLS. And, I don't know, know how they're going to do it. I, I, I have, it I have no idea how to make it work. The whole landscape of what is the tournament. Yeah. So, how, because how, the Champions how, League is changing. They're going to a new format. Everything is really? changing. Yeah, I mean, they're going to end how, up how with they, the, the League system. How are they going to make it work? That's what I understand. I mean, who's going to go to Libertadores? Who's going to go? Who's going to be invited? Are you going to put your best teams there? Because if you don't put your best teams there, you're going to give Comebol the, the the tools to say, "Ha ha, you suck. You're not a good. You're not good enough." You know that's why you always be lesser than we are, right? Uh, and then you know what I mean. Knows. So and then who's gonna? How are you going to sell your two tournaments, League Cup and Conca Champions? How are you going to freaking do it if they're going to, well, they're going to play the B teams? So, like, it, like, it gives they, – they got to get it together, in my opinion. They got to get well, it together soon. I think, I think before you always had Champions League was the intercontinental <laughs> competitions, right? You're right. always within your nation or, you know, I guess in MLS is slightly different, but you're usually in your nation for your cups and your leagues and then Champions League. And League's Cup has come along and said, you don't have to qualify for anything to play international football. We're going to have, you know, international soccer. We're going to have that League's Cup where everybody's invited. And so that just thrown like this massive spanner in the works. And now to play inter like intercontinental soccer, you, you just have a team. You don't even have to qualify. So some of these MLS teams that are, you know, maybe a long way away from seeing Champions League. This is their only chance now to play like a Mexican team that they and, would never and, and, had. Like Charlotte, and, and for example, is, not anytime soon would you see them qualifying, right? But now they get to play a Mexican team. Correct. So, so I want to say, um, the MLS sees the MLS Next Pro as their second division. Before MLS Next Pro, it was always USL. Now that relationship is broken, I have I feel strongly that they need to come and make amends because if you're gonna if you're gonna start making like you know what I mean like how how are these because there's tournaments in several countries that they're they want to have the format of the U.S. Open Cup. Like, Peru is about to do one, just like the U.S. Open Cup. Second division teams against first division teams. 
the 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 winner gets a spot in Copa Sudamericana, right? So, so if they're gonna do that, like, how are you gonna do? Like Houston, like who? Uh, OCB against Orlando City, like it doesn't make any sense, right? Right, it doesn't make any sense. So I feel like they should rekindle the relationship with the USL and just have them be the second division because they're going to try pr promotion relegation either way in 2024. I don't know if you heard about that. So, and have MLS Next Pro have their own league. And they could play like under 20s or under 23 CONCACAF like a Champions League for their age, the age, right? Against other teams. Yeah, there should and, be a, an MLS Next Pro Leagues Cup. And uh, what do they have correct. in the MXE? Do they have U23 teams? I don't know what their U system looks like. If you're like Tigres, you have a U23 and a U18 yeah. team? Yeah, you have a U20 and then you have your reserves. You have a which reserve, is yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, which so is they're, you like know, U23. The Emeki's reserve teams played the. That would be cool. I'd love to see something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we should talk anyway. about the game, or else we'll so, talk about how, yeah, how, to change, yeah. how to change this whole situation. All day yeah, long. Jim D. Jim D. says that was an officiating performance that would made Ted Uncle proud. VAR. We don't need those stinking VAR. Talking about that, uh, John had a fantastic tweet that he just sent. Uh, from I want to give props to MLS now. Read this. Interesting nugget of information we found. Leaks Cup is being used as an experience builder for referees. Most referees in Leaks Cup have more appearances as fourth officials than as center refs. Uh, the funny thing about that is the fourth official, right? Would off is that the VAR or is that different? Our fourth official, we're just saying, is the guy on the field, not right. the VAR. But regardless, they've probably done VAR if they've been a fourth official several times. So, wouldn't that mean that they then would know to go to VAR in the scenario that Jim D's referring to? Exactly. Either, either so. Way, it's either, either, why, why are they using this as an opportunity to guinea pig referees for the brand new tournament? That that just seems stupid. Yeah, and it undermines the whole point of competition and the point of making the tournament a strong tournament. You see what I'm saying? So um, they should not be doing this. Uh, and then obviously the people were like, oh, that makes so much. That makes so much sense because they were awful. Oh, that makes complete sense. Dear God, we're in for a wild ride. You know, it's 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 true. You know, I it's, think, it's uh, there are some other bad calls in other games for sure. I mean, I saw a couple in the Inter Miami Cruz Azul game that were pretty bad calls. I think our one that Jim's talking about was just. I mean. No, that penalty was not a penalty. I'm telling I, you, every, I don't. Every... I don't understand why you don't go look at that. I under okay in the moment he, he was on the other side of the player. The guy made the trip movement. Okay, in the moment the refs like fine, that's a penalty. But when everybody tells you to look at it, even your, I'm pretty sure the the linesman came over and was like, yeah, you should look at it. Why? Why then, Luis? Does he not? use that option like what is the point in having that 
if we don't actually use it. I, I don't understand why have VAR if in that scenario he doesn't make the option to say, yeah, I'm going to go look at this. I, and the, uh, the way he sort of fake trips himself, I don't know if you see that, but he does like a little, like a, after the, like, uh, just when you watch it in slow-mo, it's so obvious. That's, that's why you have VAR. Did you see the ref getting in the way of a bunch of plays too? Like, dude, like, do do, do you want to play? Do you do, do do you do you want you 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 want Araujo to pass you the ball, man? Like, you you want to feel froggy and just go for it? It, it was insane. And then the worst part, and that really upset me. That's why I, I never really tweet a lot of stuff, but it really bothered me. They pick men men of the men of the match, and you know, for the Cruces Full game, they give the the men of the match to Lionel Messi. Right, muchacho. He made a fantastic free kick that Beckham was like crying, saying, Oh, yeah, I'm rich. Someone I'm put rich. a comment on the Facebook page saying that they would have named him man of the match even if he didn't come off the bench, <laughs> which I thought That's was true. 100% true. Right. So you got Beckham crying, you know, you got Kim Kardashian crying, LeBron. He was like, like crying Jordan, like just going down. And Okay, Messi, man of the match. Okay, give it to him. That's fine. But come on, how can you give the guy who flopped the, and took the penalty from Houston? He the took man a good of the penalty. Match? I'll give him that. It was a yeah, nice penalty. But, but oh, come on. Nah. Nah. I after mean, that goal, where, after, where's Pedro uh, for the, the save? Or Duncan. Is, or Duncan. I mean, I don't land a city <laughs> player. Like, if we look at the stats, Luis, which, you know. We're all over them. I, it was. It should have been. You know. Yeah, we it should have been clinical, and we should have been a bit more clinical, and we should have won that game before we even got to penalties. Yeah, know, we they, should have never got. Yeah, we should have never gotten the penalties. I mean, this uh, and we said it on the in the, in the preview. This game should have never gone to penalty kicks. I mean, this is a team that was completely beatable, and not only that. And I'm gonna say, Houston people, I know you guys are gonna hate me. But your investment completely sucks, my friends. Your most expensive guy, a cold-chested person, man, completely froze on the penalty. And Galese got a huge save. But, bro, bro, how can you miss a penalty? You're supposed to be like this guy who played in Porto, you know, who has like oh, this. the captain, man. Right? You're supposed to have the big balls of fire, man. And I, I think Hector is very overrated. He was complete, basically. completely I, I dead, completely dead. But yeah, you know, look, look, look at the number of shots. Like Orlando shot the ball in this game. You know, sixteen to seven possession. Orlando won more, like double number of passes. And this is the thing that we need to really take care. We still having the same issues, John, with with the. Uh, Overpassing in the box, yeah, you know, a lack of finishing. Uh, did you think I thought Ojeda was playing more at the 10 in this one than Taurus? How did you see it? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Ojeda was not, even though we were playing a lot of passes, I don't think he was linking the midfield to the attack particularly well. I think we, you know. Um, usually I would never say this, Luis, but I think Mauricio would have been better <laughs> in that role. Yeah. In that day because I think Ojeda just 
as much as I like him being on the field, I don't think he was connecting things in that number 10 like we need him to if he's going to play there, uh, which is a problem. And I think that, uh, you know, Mauricio would have been really tired, so it's good that we arrested him. But the problem is not that Mauricio is tired. The problem is we don't have a 10 to step in there, right? So Ojeda is kind of being used, but we're, I've not seen a game from him at the 10 where I've been like, yes, you're 100% can play that position. I think it's still a case of really he's better on the right wing, cutting in on his left foot. But that's where Faku wants to be, so Faku gets to be there because he plays more, you know. Uh, so, you, how do you see it with those two in that that situation? So, so I I, I believe that uh, both Facundo Martin was switching places a bunch of times throughout the game in transition. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the 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 right the right um, the right the right back for uh, Houston uh, was they really knew how to Dorsey. Dorsey and Caicedo had a stronghold on Ivan Angulo, but um, that's why you see Facundo cutting in and Ojeda like switching places. Now, uh, one thing that I will say about this game that I truly, really felt that it really helped Orlando City's case was that uh, Oscar made the the right substitutes. Like, talk about Dagger Dan. I know it's going to be moment of fanboy fanboy moment for for John, but. Kyle Smith, I think physically he's um, just he needs a little bit of a break. You know, I think he's been starting in the past few games. I mean, there's nothing to knock them down. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's he's proven and uh, he deserves a spot to be the the starter for sure. But I think Dagger t- uh, was uh, one of the players that truly like made made the, f- the back four way more solid. Uh for the the game to go to PKs, and every time Robin and Antonio have a great game, we win, and that's I think what happened also here. And uh, you know, talk about Duncan McGuire. Uh, you know, the high press of Orlando City, not giving away one inch, and then you know the complete botch from Tarbell. You know, talk about Tarbell. You know, he, he needs some some just for men, just like me. You know, I mean, for his hair, I'm telling you, uh, Tarbell, you know, dye your hair, my friend. And, uh, I mean, Duncan just completely took that ball away, man. And it's just, like, so poised. Man. It's, like, it's, like, so easy for him. Like, he was just so cool, like, so calm. Like, yeah, I just scored, you know what I mean? And uh, I like that about Duncan, his, his confidence. So, and... Local news made a, I think it was local news or the like the the, the news from yeah local news did a piece on him. Creighton local news. Creighton Ohio. Yeah, Creighton Ohio local news did a did a piece of him. So I mean, uh, he's definitely having uh, the season. So that was my overview for Orlando. I think Orlando should have won the game uh, in the ninety. It, it not was a, a fairly not a boring game, Luis. Let's be honest. It wasn't yeah. the most exciting game of soccer we've ever seen until the penalty shootout. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we're awesome at these. You know, that's we've never lost a penalty shootout. That's eight, eight in a row that we have won. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if Oscar trains penalties all the time or we're just really good. At, I mean, we had two center backs and a left back taking penalties. 
and they just look so calm and cool and collected. So I think it's awesome that we, whenever we get to that point, I'm not worried. I'm like, yeah, we're going to make it. The only time we ever got close not to making it was that the MLS playoffs when we got called back for the, uh, the Schlegel incident. And even then we still won it anyway. So correct uh, boys for the penalty shoots. And, and yeah, go back. My boy Dagger Dan, he had a hell of a game. He was awesome. And I got to meet him. You posted that on the Instagram. Yeah, no, <laughs> so actually, actually, see. let's uh, let's put no, it on. I mean, actually, let's put a big it on. Fan boy moment. I didn't know what to do. I was very nervous. I don't usually. I was not nowhere near as nervous to meet. Like I've met like Kaka many times, and many other players, lots of times. But there you go. <laughs> You're like waiting for your moment. I went all red. I was like, I had to make sure he knew. I had to make sure he knew it was me because uh, I was like, yeah, you know, the guy who got your name on the jersey, you know, you know, your weirdo, you know, number one stalker fan. I thought, I thought you, I thought, I thought you wanted him to sign your, your back. He signed my that? jersey. He did. He signed the back of my oh, jersey. Oh, he signed so the I got, back. Oh. I got him to sign his number. So I've got Dagger Dan signed jersey now. So. He was really nice. His family was really nice. And uh, there was just, it was a really cool moment. And I asked him, Luis, I asked him straight up. I said, what position do you want to play? And he He's said so he bad. liked back when he was in Iceland, they played a 4-3-3. And he played one of the central attacking, sorry, one of the center midfielders, like box to box in the 4-3-3. And he said, that's what he wants to do. And I said, cool. So I have to well, know. Well, right now, Oscar... He is the he's the ace of spades for Orlando City in that position for for. I mean, he for just right, seems happy to right play back. wherever yeah. Oscar. <laughs> like he he was like, I'll just play wherever I get to play. And I was like, all right. I mean, that's great attitude, man. Yeah. So let, let's read some comments real quick. We have a bunch of uh, comments here. JCB's ninety five. How Peru has a reserva cup <laughs> in the sub twenty. <laughs> exactly. Completely agree. Mitchell McAllister. Europe, they have the Europa League, right? Same thing. Right. And now the Conference League. Come on, man. I mean, right? Isn't the fourth official that one that stands on the sideline and holds a substitution board? That's right. Ka uh, Kaimani Miller. So the wannabe premier tournament for the region is used as development for the refs. Absolute joke. You're completely right, sir. You are right. Um, and I hope they don't use these refs. And again, I'm going to say it for the 30th million time. I don't want to see him in the World Cup, man. I don't want to see a logo, a pro logo on the, on the, I, I do not want to see that. That would be a disgrace. I'm very happy if this part of the world is not represented in the refereeing for the World Cup. Yeah, same here. That wasn't even a follow. Messi says Mitchell. And Mitchell Two minutes after the game should have ended. That's right. You know, and uh, oh man, that's it's messy it was... time. Remember when Ferguson was manager of Man United and everyone was like, oh, it's Fergie time when they'd add like 10 minutes on at the end of every game? <laughs> this is like messy time now. So it's like if Messi's on the field, we'll uh, give you another five minutes because he might get a goal. But you know, you, you know what, you know, uh, when it comes to. I mean, that was, a, that was an amazing free kick, though. You, ha you have to give it to the guy. Yeah, but the keeper, but, I mean, yeah, on. he know where he's going. 
I don't know. Beckham. Beckham. It was in extra time to keep it. Do you see Beckham's face? Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's like my. He's like. He's like his eyes. Is like my investment is blossoming. Like when it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see him in Orlando. They, I, they, I, they got we'll their fairy tale messy goal in his debut. We we gotta we gotta be ready to play with nine men against Inter Miami the next game, guys. And if you, if Prof. Oscar is listening, any other guys, you guys gotta be ready to play with nine men because they're gonna provoke you guys. And I know people are human. You know, there's gonna be some terrible calls for Orlando against against Miami. It took 97 minutes for since uh, FC Cincinnati to beat a 10 man Sporting Kansas City team, and they only did that so after after being gifted a penalty at the end to send it to PKs. There you go. The officiating has been laughable, says Mitchell. Joshua, talk. Can you talk about that rumor that Orlando City is interested in the right back Brian Reynolds? Deadpool? Oh, that's great. I'm just kidding. Doesn't <laughs> I thought he owned right. <laughs> You're right. He wants is to that, play. Is that a conflict of interest? Uh, the Chelsea yeah, just like destroy Rexham? Brian Reynolds, man. I think that would be an awesome signing. <laughs> like you were talking about Kyle getting tired, you know, and, and I think it, Mikey should be back soon. So I don't see us particularly weak at right back, but Brian Reynolds would be an upgrade on any right back we have. So imagine that with Brian Reynolds, Jansen, Carlos, and Santos. All playing well and on form. That's a that's a dangerous. Back and then goal. Reynolds, and then Reynolds Renaissance. And you know how Oscar can boost. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, that's you know he's got the Oscar connection, right? He was there when Oscar was running the academy at mm-hmm. FC Dallas. He's in that Weston McKenney class mm-hmm. of Dallas Academy. So I, I would I would definitely take him. Um, I don't see why not. It just depends how much we have to pay out because I think Roma probably want to get something for him i think they see yeah. him as still valuable in some way right like he's not he's not a throwaway player for them they're gonna still want something and then the question is like how much money and everything else in international slots but i would like it yeah i, I mean he's american so i don't know that you know what i mean oh I yeah the, not international. yeah so he, he yeah, uh, so i he, mean he, roster slots overall because we just added junior we're max now so you got to yeah. send you got to send someone down to OCB, which we can do, right? We have certain players on the roster who are really just OCB players who aren't even playing for us at all. So we can make room. I agree. And if there's an immediate need for that. And we need to recuperate Kyle because Kyle, when he comes off the bench, he's that change of pace. Like he, he gives the, the, the back line like, oh, okay, Kyle's here. Okay, so we're going to put, we're going to stop this winger down now right so w- with him starting so many games we're in thread man it's like a car it's like you know what i mean that you're gonna have some games that it's not the same speed you know what i mean and we don't really need to worry too much about re- regulations anyway because you can just sign whoever you want Luis. it doesn't matter right you, Inye- you, can sign Iniesta. A, you don't have to stick to rules or you know try and do it legally Luis and then Luis the forgives you after, and then you can just do it again two years later. You know they're yeah. still dealing with the Matuidi issue. So then, the last time they did this, they're still dealing with that. And I've, you know, there's been certain articles that say this, this is how they afford it and gather, but get rid of seems, that. It I all mean, seems a bit shady, Luis. 
Look, if you want to, if you want to just completely elevate it, get rid of all of that, make it like Europe, change your schedule, right? Change your schedule and and make it just like Europe and South America. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I think that's what they will do, but they they probably told Miami and let them have a good head start at it. And then they're going to be yeah. like, oh, yeah, we changed the rules. We yeah, and we only told one team. <laughs> I honestly thought that when uh, MLS Communications sent that email saying, um, "Hey, uh, big announcement by the dawn," I thought, "Oh crap, they're gonna lose under the restrictions," and it was Columbus being selected for the MLS All Star. You know what I mean? But you know, it's gonna happen at some point. I guarantee you, next year it's gonna like. You're going to announce some stuff for next year because it's not going to be the same next year. I guarantee you. It has to change. But anyways, uh, a good game for Orlando City. Let's look at uh, at the standings real quick, and then we're going to look at the bracket Uh, uh, right here. um, Official Leagues Cup uh, right here. Uh, No, I had it just now, the Leagues Cup standings. There you go. Right there. Um, Orlando City is first right there with two points woohoo against Houston uh Houston has one point and then Santos Laguna zero tomorrow is a massive game uh because we kind of in a way start knowing how's how is this league cup going to be playing out for Orlando City uh Orlando has to has to win uh at home they play uh Santos uh, on Saturday at Explorer Stadium. So I have a, I have a feeling that we're going to be facing Miami. And I want that. I really do. I, and, and I guarantee you this Santos game is going to be more packed than Houston. Because it is Santos Laguna. There's probably gonna, a Mexican community here. They're probably going to, you know. But uh, all, all the Mexican fans that don't don't come to the Orlando City games will be coming to, or Santos the ones that just won Santos to win just because they're yeah. from Mexico. I mean, it'll be like the Tigres game. We'll have a whole supporter section, and they'll be everywhere <laughs> in the stadium. It's gonna be a, a fair few. Miguel Gardo included. Yeah, he's, he's that's his Santos team right Lagunas. there. That's his boys. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting, Luis, to see. How much more attendance because it's the Saturday game we get versus um, the Houston game, which wasn't really well attended. I think you are right. I do think there's a high chance that we see Inter Miami. So tomorrow, Inter Miami play Atlanta. So everyone's got to tune in and watch that because if Inter Miami beat Atlanta, they're basically <laughs> guaranteed to win the group. I'm pretty sure then Cruz is also possible for them not to win the group. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, um, they. So I think they do win the group if they beat Atlanta, and then if we go ahead and beat uh, Santos Laguna, then we'll yeah. also win the group, and then we'll be playing each other. So it depends. Uh, I, I'm with. I think we. The sooner we play this team that is being formed, <laughs> and the sooner we beat this team that's being formed, the sooner people can stop worrying. About all the old men that they're signing. People, people Luis, don't. People, I, people, I'm not breaking a sweat, bro. They can sign all these OAPs they want. They're all like 35 and older. 
they're building a team that has to win <laughs> the next year or so. And by the way, have all these guys fit. I mean, they just signed Iniesta. The guy doesn't even have any hair. He's bold. They have in- they signed Iniesta like, for real. <laughs> they basically are gonna sign Iniesta. That's pretty much no way, man. Iniesta. So oh. They're just gonna keep adding all these old men till the entire team is Barca 2015. But it's not 2015 anymore, Luis. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. Keep adding all these, you know, tired legs to your squad and see. See how many games they can run in the Miami Heat. Uh, I think this is uh, one of those things where it's a lot of, ooh, this player and that player. But in reality, I don't know how good this team's actually going to be. Yeah, I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, I mean, no one discredits what they're worth in the soccer world. I mean, I remember one of the most... uh, World yeah, Cup, for sure. One of the best World Cup wins in history, in my opinion, was the the Spain 2010 because of what it meant, especially to me having family in Spain. And it just was a really nice moment that Iniesta goal. I mean, it was fantastic. So I, I love Iniesta. The thing is, Iniesta retired literally from Vissel Kobe um, in Japan. Um, a few months ago, he's 39 years old. What I'm saying is this new moniker that Inter Miami has called Dare to Dream. All I'm saying is this, with all due respect, no one, everyone's there to dream. That's right. But the moves are making their anti-MLS, their anti-growth. You cannot have calendar as your keeper, right? And then why don't you sign, uh, you know, Keylor Navas while you are it too? You know what I mean? I think Buffon is going to come out of retirement. Right? It's, uh, it's anti, <laughs> it's anti, it's, it's, oh man, it's, it's anti growth. I mean, it's, and I, and I, and people, people in my other podcasts and in, in South America, they tell me colleagues, bro, they're going to, they're going to beat your butt. Orlando doesn't know they're coming, dude. They don't understand. They don't. They have not felt the heat of Florida, dude. Like it's they 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 think it's gonna be child's play. It's not gonna be child's play. It's gonna be. I mean, I hope they make as much money as they as they can with with sales and all that stuff. But I mean, this team, it's not. When they face Philly, when they face Orlando, when they face St. Louis. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for them. I mean, I, I think that these guys, it's one of those things where Beckham is signing players like when he was still in the league. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think he's thinking if I, now I'm the GM, right? Or I'm the owner and I want to be, I'm going to run it like how I was back in LA Galaxy where we're going to sign a bunch of older players and then that's how you win the league. It's like, no. Everybody has moved on from that. You're the only team still signing an entire squad of older players and thinking that's going to work. And Yes, the skill level, of course, these guys, the quality of their touch on the ball and all that stuff, that doesn't go down, of course. Their intelligence, the mental side of the game, all of that is incredible assets, but the physicality 
for most of these players, it's not there anymore, Luis. And I don't see how they're going to be able to keep up with some of the pace and some of the youth that's in it. Like Duncan McGuire running at, you know, some of these players in- is going to cause problems. Like, you know, and the people are joking about like, oh, I can't wait to watch Kyle Smith pocket Messi. You know, this kind of thing could happen. We, I, I'm not ruling it out. Like, or, you know, Cesar could have a killer game against one of these guys and, you know, make Busquets look stupid because he's just younger and more athletic than him. I think there's a lot of scope for these players to not be as good as they were. And I think a lot of people see the names and they go, oh, they're going to be incredible because they signed all these star players. But the star players aren't as young as they used to be. And that's the, the point here. You know, it's um, I keep I keep saying it's anti MLS. Now there's rumors yeah. about the rumors it makes about us Luis. look like a retirement league because they're signing all these guys. They're coming to retire in, in, in Miami, and, like the retirement capital of the world. And and don't get me wrong, uh, I don't know if you're noticing what Saudi Arabia is doing. Yeah, I mean they're signing some older players, but they're going after younger players. In yeah, a lot of these cases, they're going after guys like 27, 28. They're going, they're, they're paying not prime, 35, 36. They're paying prime money for 26, 27 year olds. Now, I would rather would have understood if Inter gets messy and surround them by 27 year olds and 26 year olds, uh, that, that would have been more conscious than doing this. You know what I mean? That shows the lack of vision. And not only that, PSG is evaluating accepting a bid offer by Al-Hilal from Saudi Arabia for Kylian Mbappé for 300 million euros. Uh, I I can see it happening, man. That's the thing with and PSG. Kylian Mbappé is going to Saudi Arabia and you have all these... 20, 2017 Barca with Tata Martino going to to the MLS, like you know that that, that and our, the World Cup, and that's what I'm saying. It's I understand like soccer is not the first sport in the United States, and it's never going to be as big as the NFL. But this is doing us no service. It makes us look like we don't know what we're doing in front of the rest of the world. It doesn't help. I mean, like that's the thing we. I think a lot of people from the outside will say, oh, Orlando is just salty. You're just like, you're hating. No, 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 because, we're not salty. But I'm if, happy. This was, if this was any team in the league doing this, I would be like, no to that because that is the past. And we That's are, the past. Orlando City is about the future. The way that we're doing it, the way we're building a squad, developing players, like we're getting. Nashville, look, Nashville too. At, right. Look Philly. People, you know, there's talk of. Facundo Torres getting sold for, for 30 million. That's the kind of stuff that we want to be happening. You know, not that we want Faku to go, but that's stock up for the club. Signing a guy who's 35 years old is going to cost you a lot of money. Like Messi's making the money, but Busquets, for example, you're not you're not getting anything out of Busquets. He's just coming in, you're paying him a decent amount of money to retire, essentially. Our whole model is developing young players to be sold, to add value so we can continue to grow. Not not the old way, which uh, is the Miami way, but 
We correct. Should, we could talk about this all day long, Luis. So correct. So uh, we are facing Santos Laguna, which comes from losing a friendly game against uh, Sporting Gijón from Spain, from uh, from La Liga, and. Um, Oh, wait. They're oh, wait. in the Apertura now, so why are they still playing friendlies? I was a bit confused about that. They're they haven't started, right? No, they haven't started yet. They're in preseason. They're so, still in preseason. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, so I thought they'd started the Apertura. No, they played three games. They played three games, please. Yeah, they played three games, yeah. Yeah. They play against Atlas also, I think, yeah, I believe. They drew, they drew to Atlas, they beat Puebla, and they lost to Cuetaro. Mm -hmm. So, Cuetaro, oh. I can't say that one. Querétaro. Oh, Querétaro. They... I've heard that name. I've never seen it written down. Querétaro. Yeah, so right now, uh, I would say this is obviously another... another a squad for Santos Laguna and they're giving a lot of the their bench um, you know they're, they're trying to get depth you know what I mean so a lot of the players that you see in the in in this lineup they are from the B team so the only one that I could say that it's very relevant and that he is there's going to be a Peruvian face face off between in the same position pretty much between Pedro Aquino which is a defensive midfielder from the Peruvian national team against Wilder Cartagena so and also Galese right uh, he didn't want to answer if he if he had to face him you know they're, they're friends but I mean, it's going to be a tough, tougher competition than Houston for sure. I mean, you don't want to count out a, a Mexican team, and they play a. They could play a four-four-two. They also play a four-two-three-one. You know, this is the lineup that they play against uh, Atlas, right? So I can see the four-two-three-one. Uh, I think that's, I, I agree. That's their most likely. I mean, I don't know enough about. These players, Luis, to honestly tell you much about them. I know it sounds bad, but I, I'm not super versed in Santos Laguna. I know a little bit about some top Mexican teams, and this is not one of them. And they haven't really been one of them in the last few seasons, right? Historically, they're a what are they called? Um, they're like a a big team there, right? They're a yeah, they're like a they're like a half half table, like maybe top top five, top six. But they have history, like being a big yeah, team. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to see what they bring. Uh, I don't, I don't expect a really big challenge. I think it'll be harder than Houston, but I don't think it's going to be as hard as like the Tigres games in the Champions League, if that makes sense. I think it's sort of like playing a a a mid-table East MLS side, right? Is that how you see it? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, some of the big big teams that we need to keep an eye out for, or, or players to keep an eye out, out of Santos, I, I would say is obviously, I would say Pedro Aquino is being one of them because he knows how Cartagena plays. So I would recommend maybe that game 
Cartagena may come off of the bench. That would be a good idea. Uh, Santiago Munoz, he's a striker, center forward. Um, he decided to play for for Mexico. Twenty years old, right? He played for um, he's an under. He played for the Newcastle under twenty one. So he oh, I know played. him. I know yeah. him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Santiago Munoz, he's he's one of the the the, the new well, twenty years old. He he was um, loaned to Santos. And then the team is full of Colombians. You have Duan Vergara, and they all play in Mexico. Duan Vergara, which is their left wing, um, he he's from Mex- He's from Colombia. Twenty six years old. Play Monterrey, Harold Preciado, another striker, 29 years old. So it's a better team than Houston. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, better, better than Houston, but but not as good as Tigres, right? Right. And then the keeper, right, that they said that a lot of people say that he should be the, the keeper for the Mexican national team, Carlos Acevedo. You know, uh, maybe when uh, Ochoa retires, he's going to take over. He's worth 5 million euros, and he's 27 years old. Uh, so it's going to be a, a face-off uh, of goalkeepers as well uh, between Galese and um, uh, this uh, Carlos Acevedo. So obviously, as you can tell, the their Mason played the, you know, the last two games. You know what I mean? Their backup goalkeeper. Yeah, you I know, mean they, the, they've been resting guys right for this game. Correct, and then they have Javier Correa, which is an Argentinian. They used to play in the Argentinian league. as uh, another striker that they have. So I mean, I they know, have they, they, they have they have pretty good weapons, uh, pretty good weapons. But I, I believe Orlando is a better team. Uh, Orlando <laughs> still has a better team, a, a, a better star-studded in quotation marks squad than them. So I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting match. And if Orlando can go on top, I'm not afraid of Inter Miami. To be honest with you, just like you, John. Go ahead, man. I mean, if you look back at the, you know, of course MLS wants to play you the highlight of Messi winning the game, but if you if you actually look at the rest of the highlights and that match, like Cruz Azul were all over them. Only Trey Calendar saved them from not conceding four or five they had Cruz Azul had 18 shots on target four were big chances um, and four big chances missed so you know I think it flattered Miami that win Uh, I think Cruz Azul clearly just couldn't finish and left it on the table and then eventually you know Messi gets the Gets the equal, oh, sorry, the winner at the last minute. And Cruz Azul are not doing very well in the, the league. They're like not playing very well at the moment either. So if a bottom of the league sort of Mexican team can do that against them, I think the Atlanta game for Miami will be a much bigger test. And so after tomorrow, we'll have a bit more of an idea of what this team with Messi looks like in it. <laughs> and whether they, whether they can actually, you know, do it against. Uh, a good MLS side like like Atlanta are. Correct, correct. Let's read some comments. It says, uh, it says Inter Miami might get Sergio, Sergio Ramos. Oh my God, Jesus. They're just post, poaching the uh, Real players too now. They don't even care. They're going across lines. Man, it's like us uh, calling, 
you know, we should call Kaka back. And come, come and join back. Should we bring back Kaka and Nani? And Nani so and Nani, yeah. All the old boys back. R- R- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring bring Eddie and Winter from the from the Alps, from uh. from, 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 from the Swiss Alps, you know. Uh, Joshua Tall, exactly. Orlando City is about the future, not the past. That's right. Some random sports fan, oh, a little with a little stuff face, a uh, little stuff. Was uh, was so an eventful game. Still don't know how that penalty for Houston was called. That was ridiculous. We already talked about it in the beginning of the show. It was, it was, it was, it, it was not a penalty. It's it's disgraceful. But you know they're trying out uh, players. But in other happy news. The bear is back. Now, you know, Junior Urso was signed to a contract uh, with a club option in 2024. It was announced today, making the Brazilian return to the city beautiful, pending his P1 visa and ITC. Luis Musi said that he's excited to sign Junior again. I think it's a good signing. I think uh, in the beginning of the season when things were rocky and people were like, Puppy out, puppy in. You know, uh, that whole that whole show that that civil war, kind of like the Avengers. You know what I mean? Um, people were saying the only people could agree was Junior should have never left, right? And so glad to have him back, but that means that if he has an option of 2024, that tells me that someone may go. <laughs> So, cause you know what I mean, uh, Orlando. That's an Orlando is not a type of club who signs for, 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 for half a season. Usually, if they sign you half a season, they extend you. I mean, did did we sign Felipe for more than one year? That's a good question. Felipe, what was his last name? If not, Martin. then I think that's what they'll do, and they'll just let Felipe go, and they'll, they'll, you know, renew Urso. It was interesting on Junior because we were talking about Luis that he had to leave, and he even talks about this in here that he had to go back to Brazil. To it's to a one-year leave. contract uh, for Felipe Martins. So it's a one. It's a one-year contract with a club option of twenty twenty-four. So you got two no. options to extend either of them, and you're probably going to do junior. I don't know. It depends at the end of the year. But what I was saying was he he had to go to Brazil to for his family, whatever reason that was. That's why we thought he wasn't coming back, right? We were like, you know, he's in Brazil. Whatever happened with Cortiba, uh, his team, you know, they let him go. So he was released in like early July and then he's a free agent and then he comes to training and we think, oh, he's just here at training. But his situation in Brazil, whatever it was, must have been sorted out because now he's back. He seems happy to be back. And that's, uh, that's awesome news, but unexpected news. And um, I think it's good if you re-sign a guy like for the locker room, it's not going to throw off our vibe, right? It's like, oh, just Junior's back. There's no new player. It's just right. Junior it's has a return. And what's interesting is we were talking about, you know, we need a central attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. And Oscar's quote was talking about all the different positions he can play. And one of them was talking about Junior playing central attacking midfielder. 
Plus, we know he can play the eight, right? We can bring him on for, for Wilder or Cesar when they're tired to play yep. that role. So it's just good midfield He could even play the wing. Remember when he played Remember when he played as right wing? Yeah, That's I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure I want him on the wing. You know, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. other options instead of that. But I think covering the 10 and the 8, he's just, you know, like last game when Ojeda wasn't really doing so well, we could have brought him on to play the 10 and see if, you know, how he's doing there. So he's still got to get his visa. I don't think we're going to see him on Saturday, right? I don't, I think it's going to be a little while yet before they sort out the paperwork. Um, so maybe later in the League's Cup, potentially. Yeah, it's going to be later on in the League's Cup. That's when he's going to debut. He's just spending his paperwork. I mean, you know, assuming we go through, I don't. I think there's a one scenario where we can't go through in League's Cup, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, I think we're going to go through. I think we're going to go through. I'm, 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 I'm all in on this League's Cup. I have a feeling that we you know it'd be great to go to conca champions again and this is the the path uh, i think it'd be fantastic so i'm happy with juniors being back i think uh, it's going to be a great addition to the team it's going to be like he never left and that's what players expressed also in post press conference that it was like that he never left he never left so let's read some comments calling ocsc i'd rather have urso than felipe with that uh, iconic, uh, iconic Faku picture, it's beautiful. <laughs> Who? Oh man, that poster! That's remember. Whoever, if you guys have that poster, I guarantee you, it's gonna sell like hotcakes on eBay, man. I'll I'll buy it just to have it. To be honest with you, Joshua Tall. I'm so happy Junior Russo's back. Let's go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Junior Russo's back. Obviously, we're talking about the MLS All-Star. And that was that was horrible. You know, this this was disastrous. This does not represent the league, in my opinion. That's just I'll throw it out there. And then I want to give kudos to um, 1A1 Creative for the pictures. We also have the footage of the full press conference for League's Cup on our YouTube channel. This is our Instagram also. Make sure to follow us. Uh, you know, this is for a picture from the crowd. If you find yourself, make sure you tag, tag, a, uh, you know, just write a comment and then we'll tag you. You know, we'll tag you. We even sent you the picture. If you're this guy, you know, we can, we can, we can send, we can send you this picture, you know, for sure. You know, um, so, you know, there you go. So it, it was, it was, it was a great game. And I also want to announce real quick, uh, we have a we have a new a new page for Facebook. It's this one right here. Uh, right now, only eighteen followers. I'll commend everybody to uh, if you like Facebook to like it and follow it. Uh, we're live right here right now. We're live on Facebook, but all of our pictures, all of our you know, my, my editorials, the links are going to be on this Facebook also for you guys to see any news rumors that may occur. They're going to be on here. And also a brand new Facebook group is going to be created. Uh, and we're going to be having you guys join as well. 
uh, to that. So anything uh, that you want to add, John, uh, that I'm forgetting? I know the pride, I know the pride lost, right? Yeah, the pride lost. Uh, OCB once again defended Osceola Heritage Park from Chicago Fire. Jack Lynn scored again. Juninho scored again. Jacqueline's almost on double figures. He's, I think he is on double figures. He's got 10 now on the season. So congratulations to him. Uh, I think uh, Moises Tablante, did you see that ball he put in for the Jacqueline yeah. goal? Uh, sorry, it wasn't Tablante. It was um, Alma, Al, the guy's name I can never say. Almaguer. Uh, he put in a really nice ball for the, uh, the Jacqueline header. I just, you know. OCB continuing to do well. Shame for the pride that they didn't get the the home win. Um, you know, three down to three one down to uh, Gotham. So was it their their best day? But they're obviously missing some players, and and Gotham are missing some players as well. Everybody did you see? Did you cup. see the the goal from the Brazilian national team? Yeah, I did. It's phenomenal, and it was Adri- a nice Adriana. Goal. He just missed Marta, and it would have been perfect. I mean, it was. We're getting a couple of those players, by the way. Yeah, um, what's the uh, Adriano? midfielder? No, we signed one of them before they left. <coughs> oh, Rafa. Yeah. Rafa. And, oh, and you know who I watched um, last week in Copa Libertadores? Rafa Ramos. Remember Rafa Ramos? Yeah, Rafa Ramos. Rafa Ramos, man. You know, I brought a little Where is he now? Corinthians. Well, because he went over to Portugal, right? And then that didn't work out. <coughs> yeah, he, he played against... Uh, his Portuguese. We got him from the Portuguese B League, I think. Yeah. He, uh, he, played against, uh, Ramos. he played against a Peruvian team, uh, Universitario, and... Uh, they beat they beat them and Rafa Ramos played the first half and he reminded me of him just flowing on the wing in Orlando man and I was like I'll drop a little tear right here. Oh Rafa Ramos. So I got yeah. one more thing, Luis. Not that we yeah. haven't not that we oh, haven't that the, hated is it on the League's uh, Cup. The League's Cup. Say, not that we haven't hated on League's Cup enough, but um There you go. First of all, I just want to say why why are we doing a tournament where there's three teams in a group? <laughs> That makes no sense. So now, like we talked about, we're going to know. There's a scenario, Luis, where if tomorrow Houston lose to Santos, then Houston are out and we're yeah. through regardless of what Second. happens in the Santos Laguna right. game. So we could play whoever we want in that game, in which case. The other thing is, you know, well, League's Cup, we've talked about the refs, how bad they've been. Overall, it's just been very mediocre. And I think this League's Cup merchandise pretty much sums up how how little effort I think they're putting into this. Let's put it that way. I mean, do you know how much that T-shirt is, Luis? Could you guess? How much would you pay for that T-shirt? For that T-shirt? Yeah. With my fanatics bucks. For for anybody listening, this the League's Cup merchandise is literally just a gray t-shirt with the League's Cup logo on the back, and on the front it just says I love soccer. I would pay ten bucks for that t-shirt. Ten bucks. I wouldn't even pay ten bucks for that. Do you know how much they want you to pay for that, Luis? How much? Forty-five dollars. Get the f- get 
Get out. No way. Five. I mean, this is what least, least effort I've ever seen. Also, who I wants can, to wear I can gray make that in, in the I summer? Can, I can make that in, like, in, 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 in. You'll be sweating through that and you'll see all those sweat marks, you know. I, I just, and the cap and the. And the cap. This is a bitter scarf. cap. This is it's a bitter just, cap with a little of my other podcast. Look at that. It's better than it's that. It's just no effort. Terrible, terrible merchandising, Luis. Like, and I say this as someone, if you didn't know, I used to do, I used to yeah, run the yeah. merchandise department for Orlando <laughs> City. So. I know a thing or two about merchandise, and when I saw this, I, w- I was almost outraged at yeah. how how bland. Just, just, this how, is bland. Like, how do you think that that is what people want, and why do you think that anybody's going to want to buy? It's insulting that they went, "Oh, just do a gray T-shirt with a logo and the word I love soccer' on it," and a two-way scarf in black and white and, uh, and not like, only that the margin effort in this is a yeah. brand new league and this is what you serve up for your first piece of official merchandise the world cup has better merchandise and that's only around every four years yeah like, the, it's it's crazy because i cause... mean it's this is yeah anyway i just wanted oh, to yeah. rant about how terrible that is. And I encourage everybody not to buy this. Yeah. And don't blame the club because they have to sell it. They don't have a choice. Uh, I the, the club, we do incredible things with merchandise. And this is exactly what you don't do. This exactly. is no effort, zero care. We threw our logo on a t-shirt no, and tried, tried to charge an exuberant amount of money for it. And it makes me no, upset. But, it makes it, me very how, much upset. Is, how much is a scarf, John? I don't know, Luis. I did. I just saw forty five dollars for the t shirt and just laughed. And then let's see. Uh, the scarf is thirty five dollars. Get out! No way. Um, someone just put in the comment, Mitchell, about the women's tank top, women's, women's crop top. There you go. Selling a few weeks away was way worse. It was half a shirt for seventy five dollars. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is. And, and I know it's a minimalistic logos and all that stuff, but what I'm saying is the margin that they're making. I mean, this T-shirt, if it's just gray, it's only one color. That T-shirt probably cost them two bucks to make. I mean, it, it's just I want to see. They're what making the, forty-five. Can I read the quality? It's a sport tied print. That's what they're printing it on. I'm going to do my back math here and tell you how much that costs. A sport type print is not a very high quality t-shirt. I think that costs them like $7. So they they're still want, making they this, 45. The, yeah, there's, yeah, they're making killer margins. They're making killer it's, margins. It's already on sale. It's all on sale. Yeah. Almost gone. I don't know who these people are who are buying this stuff. Shame on you know. if you bought a League's Cup piece of merchandise. <laughs> John does not approve. I don't. I do not approve either. I, I like the scarf, but if it's thirty five bucks, hell no. And they usually collect. Luis, exactly what's wrong with the league, Scott? Right there. Yeah. In- incredible. Wow, it's insane. It's insane to know that, uh, John. This uh, is, is. Do you do a similar lineup versus Santos Laguna? You want to do the lineup? Depends. It's- yeah, we can do the lineup. I think, Luis, like I said, it depends entirely on whether 
it might be a, a game that doesn't matter. Like if tomorrow Santos beats Houston, Houston no way can qualify. We're going through one and two. Again, pointing out the stupidity of having a three-team group. It's not a group. It's just three teams. But so, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the boys want to face Inter. Yeah. So I think Oscar still might rotate a little bit. And because if we you have wanna, played it, the same it, lineup three times in a row. And if you want to be honest, I think League Scop wants us to face Inter. And I oh, do believe all. I, and I do believe because it sells more, and also it will be a sold out stadium before before, yeah. and I think Orlando will make bread, so it's probably better for business to win against Santos and go comfortably. So I have a feeling that they may start almost the same thing. They just I, the, the only change I'll say is Dagger is going to start. I can see Dagger starting because Kyle has looked progressively more and more tired every game. So let's do Dagger Dan. But I don't know. Is is I love that Luis, but I, I don't even know if I can I don't know no, if it's gonna happen. I look the way the way the way that that Oscar talked about him in the post press in the in the post press conference. Like he was happy with his. He, he brought him on the forty-five in the last game, so it seems yeah. like he's trusting him more and more <laughs> to play that right back role. But does he trust him from when? Oh, I guess he did because we were down and he put him on. Yeah, so I mean, so he can. I mean, he can, and it's a position that, yes, it is an important position to have. But I mean, it it, it will truly test him against yeah. uh, better competition. Having him start at right back is different from having him come on. Plus, a tired Kyle against Mexican wingers. Yeah. I don't know. I think Luis is going to be the <laughs> same lineup with, with Mauricio back in. Says Mikey Holiday will be back versus Santos. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in. I'll put him as Dagger Dan's backup and make Kyle rest this game. That's just I my mean, opinion. He hasn't been on the bench yet, right? He's still not on the bench. I don't think he's been training maybe a little bit, but I don't think he's quite there yet, sadly, for this game, for Mikey. Um, you know what, Luis? This would have been a nice game to bring Alex Freeman in. <laughs> Once again, uh, with this Mikey injury, we thought surely Kyle – I mean, Dagger has taken those minutes – from Alex Freeman, which I'm fine with because I love Dagger, but uh, you know, Dagger is not necessarily the most defensive right back. Neither is Alex Freeman. We don't have another really truly defensive right back outside of you know Mikey Halliday and and Kyle Smith. So I can see Smith starting this one and coming off at the 45 again for Dagger. I think he liked that last time. Okay. So we'll put we'll put um, a dagger on here, correct? I was I'm down for it. I don't okay. know if it's gonna and, happen. And I, I'll, I'll say here is gonna be AC. Yeah, AC and Robin Jensen and Santos. I, I think Luis, we're gonna see Mauricio back in for Ojeda. I don't think Ojeda did enough yes, for Oscar here. to be like, yes, you can stay in the starting. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, because they kept talking about oh, there's uh, one way Orlando City plays without uh, 
uh, Mauricio, and there's another way that plays with Mauricio. And then Oscar was saying, yeah, that's right, you know, and even the players acknowledge that. So so let's put um, I, I, Mauricio. I think after, you know, he had a good game last time. I think he rested him against Houston probably intentionally so that he could play him in this game. Yep. I agree. Like, he say he sees like us <laughs> that Mauricio struggles sometimes with his fitness at the moment. Yeah, so I'll say here, uh, Duncan. You, you know who we haven't talked about in a while, Luis. Just to touch on him is uh, Urshan Kara. We finally got some minutes. But, yeah, uh, clearly is, you know, still not not favored. <laughs> I think Enrico would still be ahead of him, right? Duncan he's not a fan stars. favorite either. He's not a fan and favorite either. I think he doesn't change. The, he's not like a pay, change of pace player. Like when we bring Enrique on, he like he runs in yeah. the back line. He almost he scores a goal. Cara, you know, it begs the question, why do we have a, a, a DP that can't get on the field? Why do we have two DPs that can't get on the field if Ojeda's getting knocked out again, right? For Mauricio, that that for me is something I think maybe in this window we should try and move Kara on if he's not going to be playing. I think it's a waste of assets. Now, do you feel that Facundo, because he had his baby girl, may yeah, take I the, think so, may take the week off, or we'll we'll see Ojeda here. Uh, no, I think Faku will play. I think I think I, I have a feeling that he's going to play too. I think I think Oscar will say to him, "Hey, do you want the week off?" Because Oscar's nice like that. But I think Faku will say, "No, I want to. I want to play." You see the way he celebrated in front of the wall at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Fantastic. for him, he's he's loving his form at the moment. So he might want to say, "No, I just want to keep things rolling." And you know, keep the keep the good times going. So, so you awesome got go- There's all these pictures now, and he just posted on on Twitter. Luis, I'll, I'll put it here so everybody can see um, pictures of him and the baby. Here we go. So, big congratulations to him, and that's awesome. We love it. And future future podcast follower there, Luis. There you go. That's right. Look at that. I remember when my daughter was born. He looks Man, so happy. I, That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he looks so happy. That's it's awesome. just so crazy that you could see that that little human. Like it's you know, it's, and now my daughter's five. Now she's yeah. like, I don't like this, and I don't like. It was like it gives you attitude and stuff. It's crazy. Well, we better hope. You know, a lot of sometimes these. Players of ours, they have kids, and then they they go through. No, a don't say, yeah, I don't didn't say, say it. it. I didn't knock on wood, Luis. Faku with the child is just scoring as many goals as you know before. So the starting lineup for us uh, against um, Santos will be Galese up top. We have Dagger Dan, Antonio Carlos, Robin Jensen, and Rafael Santos, all four in the back. Uh, um, uh, Cesar Araujo and Wilder Cartagena and then at the 10 you got Mauricio Pereira uh, left wing is going to be Ivan Angulo uh, right wing Facundo Torres and right up top Duncan McGuire the, Hel- the Helen of the Heartland and yes 
We're going to work on getting uh, Duncan on the show. Ooh, big dunk. Yeah, big hey, dunk. I think that would be awesome. I'd love to talk yeah. to him and get, get, his, uh, get his insight on how this amazing journey has been. That's right. I want to thank everyone that has been uh, part of the, the pod today. Uh, if you're listening to the pod, thank you so much for your support. Uh, drop us uh, a like. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are, uh, like I said, we are um, live right now on Facebook. We're live as well on YouTube, on Twitter as well. We're live. Uh, click on the notification bell, subscribe to the channel, drop us a thumbs up, and uh, also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This episode will be available. If you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, please answer the survey that we're going to be putting there today about um, what do you think, how the game is going to go against Santos. And uh, also uh, make sure that you're uh, following us on our social media for more. Uh, we are almost 648 subscribers. No, And for people that uh, participated in the giveaways, Thank, thank you. you so much, uh, Scott. I want to give thanks to Scott as well for yes. Scott, yeah. Shout for, out to Scott Lloyd. He's awesome. Yeah. So uh, there's gonna be more and more giveaways. Uh, so keep subscribing. Drop us a like. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, vamos Orlando, John. We'll see you. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.